What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Top Flight Podcast. You know what it is. You know what we're here to do. Not in studio today, but we're on screen bringing y'all another midweek episode of the Top Flight Pod. Tonight with a special episode, special guest, but a lot of people know my G, Zach. Um, we're going to introduce him. Welcome to the show, mate. How you doing, bro? H, I appreciate you guys having me. Um, obviously, longtime fan of the OGs here at the Top Flight Podcast. So honored that you invited me on um, and in good spirits after a win last night. So uh, I'm ready to go, man. Yeah, man, definitely. It was one thing that we've been trying to accomplish with the midweek episodes is trying to have more voices on here, you know, invite other Austin FC creators, but also invite other fans to come on here. And much like what we do with spaces, we like to give the fans a voice, you know what I'm saying? So uh, we've had different people on here. We've had Football Critic, my GJC, you're going to get Scott on here soon, and also other people that we're trying to have on here. But today we were like, you know what? We got to get Zach on here, and here you are, mate. Here you are. Uh, we also got Eric and the other Eric, two Eric's right here. But Primo, uh, how are you doing, mate? Starting off with you. Doing good, man. Just chilling midweek episode. I like these these midweek episodes. You know, it's a nice little filler. And uh, like you mentioned, you know, we, we get we try to get a, a few people on. So appreciate Zach coming on and uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, man, these midweek episodes are more chill. They have a bit more of a vibe to it. Uh, Whenever we can, uh, whenever we can listen to Bali and B battle it out, it's it's great. But sometimes we need some primo in there, bro. We need a little bit of primo, and then we also got the other Eric, which is the top flight stat and topic contributor, mate. How are you doing? You're at Old Trafford. What's up? I'm at Old Trafford, man. How you guys doing? I got a hot take for you guys. I can't wait to get to the podcast, man. I'm brewing something up right now, guys. You're gonna love it. I'm tired of you, bro, straight up. Uh, I don't think you guys are even <laughs> going to get top four. So, But we're going to get to the European segment here soon enough. we got to talk about Austin FC first. But uh, before that we get on there, got to plug in the pod. Everybody, check out Top Flight Pod if you can on YouTube. Subscribe to us there or on any um, you know audio platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your, to your um, um, podcast, check us out there. Also, North End, my Gs, they do a great job. Also on YouTube and anywhere you listen to your podcast as well. You can check them out. Uh, let's get into the episode, y'all. Austin FC versus New Mexico United, 2-0. No time to waste. The U.S. Open Cup round of 32. I got to get y'all's overall thoughts. Starting off with you, Primo. Your quick overall thoughts on the match from uh, last night. Uh, uh, quick overall thoughts. I mean, we'll, I'll start with the lineup. Lineup was, you know, as we expected, a little bit of, uh, of a rotated lineup there. We saw Jimenez in for a minute. Um, he... It hasn't been included into the team in, uh, in a few weeks now, so it was good to see him out there. Um, and then we uh, also got the likes of, you know, Ronnie Redes. He's continuing his 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 form and um, getting as many minutes as he can while Fawinis is out injured. But um, you know, beginning at the beginning of the game, this New Mexico side came out kind of pretty strong. You know, they you know we had to watch out with them a bit. Uh, but then the goal started coming, and after that, it you know was pretty much taken care of by halftime. Um, second half was a little bit of a, a little bit slower, a little bit slow pace. Uh, but I think these guys were just trying to close out the game. And uh, great goals from Bronny, uh, great goal from Ruti. So you know, Bronny's first goal, man, it was crazy. 
it was crazy hearing the the support section just chanting his name and then uh, i couldn't believe it i couldn't end. believe it i couldn't believe it bro it was crazy man and then uh just Uruti getting his goal i know he hasn't scored in a while so that was good to see and um you know it, it just builds good momentum on for uh for dallas 100 percent, bro it does build off great momentum for that dallas derby game coming up so uh, i want to get zach's overall thoughts made uh, over there at North End, y'all do a great job of covering this team, getting y'all's um, y'all's coverage onto onto Twitter uh, and other social media. So give us your overall thoughts from last night's game, bro, because we got a lot to really talk about. So go ahead. I don't think I differ too much from what Primo just said. Like I, I walked away from the stadium last night satisfied in good spirits, um, which we haven't done a ton of this year, right, fellas? <laughs> like, so it felt good to be walking out of there, um, advancing in a knockout tournament, right, for the first time in club history. Um, came over, said what's up to you guys. And yeah, I made you a promise. And I know we'll you talk, a, I guess, a little bit about Dallas. Uh, Zarda scores on Saturday. I'm coming on the fan reaction. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, but as far as last night, man, you, you get the win, you advance, and no injuries. Got some rest for some guys. It was it was pretty much the perfect run out. Like, could I be greedy and want three, four, five goals? Sure. But 2-0, out of there, no injuries. We move on. Great night. Uh, B and I have this saying where we just go, well, you know what? We move. And last night, actually, bro, that's exactly, we, that's exactly what we said. You know what? We move. My dog in here with me. I don't know if you heard that. But... Uh, Eric, my G, the topic and stat contributor of the Top Life Podcast. Before we go through some um, some timeline highlights of what happened in the game, I got to get your quick overall thoughts, brother. Go ahead. Congratulations. You finally did it. After how many years? They did it. Uh, Why do you got to do that? Hold on, hold on. Why do you got to give a compliment and then take it back like that, bro? I don't like that. I don't like that from you. Go ahead. It happened. It happened. They happened. It went. They went through. Uh, Chicago Fire is next. I think that's gonna be easy claps for uh, Austin. Surprisingly, I'm saying that, but I like the performance. I just wish that what happened this game would have happened against Violet. Mm, bro, I was thinking that exact same thing, mate. Exact same thing. This is what should have happened against Violet. Go ahead, Eric. Yeah, this. Imagine if this would have happened against Violet. Ooh, you guys, oh, you guys would have been top four right now. Fight mm. for the title. Oof. Mm. Interesting, interesting, mate. Now, uh, let's get into some uh, highlights of what happened in the game. Uh, this game started off quick, just like Zach pointed out earlier. Uh, New Mexico United gets a chance from a poor header clearance by Lima, if I'm not mistaken. Alunkovic was the one that was caught up field, and his side was left exposed. The New Mexico United player number seven. Uh, with the ball, uh, with, I'm sorry, with uh, kind of like a, that ball of death back pass to the penalty area where I think he kind of passed a little bit behind his teammate, which forced him to kind of lean his body back to kind of get a, a nice hit on it. Thankfully, thankfully, the ball goes over the bar. Uh, the ball goes over the bar and we're still no, no. But that was a minute nine and we could have been down a goal. Zach, uh, if that would have gone in, mate, what do you think the Austin fans would have been uh, thinking of right then and there, bro? I mean, we, it would have been tight in that stadium, man. Everybody, I mean, the mood would have been a complete 180 from what it turned out to be. Um, like you mentioned, that little give and go on that break that seemingly was created out of out of nothing for them. Um, it felt like we were inches away from the same recipe 
like Eric pointed out, like he said, finally, right? Like that's how those upsets start to brew. Just a little slip up on defense. If they got that first goal and we're scrambling at that point. Um, I thought we were really lucky to escape that, that chance there in the ninth minute. Yes, bro. 100%. And moving on, one of the other things that happened in the game, there was a chance by Lunkovic minute 15 where, I mean, he had a kind of two or three of similar chances like this, man. He, it was on his left side. It was kind of like a Gallagher kind of chance that he would get in some of the games that we've seen in the past. Lunkovic gets a chance and he just blows it over the bar. Um, and then after that, we've seen the Rodney Redes take a shot from like, what was it, 30 yards, maybe 25 yards out. Unfortunately for him, the ball goes a little bit too close to the keeper. It's really like in the center. Uh, it's uh, right there. You know, the the keeper doesn't doesn't really have to do much. And if it would have gone a little bit more to the left, a little bit more to the right, a little bit more, you know, with more direction on it, that would have been a banger goal. Redis's goal would have been a banger if that would have gone in. But unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, that one didn't go in. Because uh, we do got to move on to the next thing that happened, which was the actual goal. Rodney Redes' goal. Uh, Rigoni steals the ball. It's very important. Rigoni steals the ball in the attacking third, which leads to a shot chance by Maxi that ends up in the corner kick, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Fast forward to the corner kick. Rigoni steps over it, which is corner kicks have gotten way better. I do remember uh, in in previous times when he has stepped up to take corner kicks, they've been poor. They've been cleared by either the first man or they're way over or they're way too close to the keeper. This corner, though, two redes, I mean, I, I felt like I was seeing Cristiano Ronaldo set-piece style corner kicks, bro. Rodney Redes rose to the heavens, my G. He rose to the heavens. He got up there. I got to give him credit. Rodney Redes got up there, beat his man to the, to the front post, and he just put a little bit of direction just like Bali would say he would say yeah oh, that's that's all he did just saying yeah right and it just goes right over the keeper a little bit of a teardrop I gotta get Primo's take on this goal bro Primo what was your thoughts whenever that ball went into the back of the net and you realized that it was Rodney Redes man it was just crazy seeing Rodney Redes score his first goal um I mean I was there when he scored that goal against Tigres and I mean it was a it was a friendly game you know it's it is what it is but you know this had some meaning behind it um our you know his first goal it's it's our first open cup at uh, open cup game at home and um i was up i was pretty up i, I was sitting over there by the by the broadcasting room and okay. uh, i saw um what's that guy's name verdissimo he was walking around the stadium and he just happened to be right next to me when Ronnie the sport man <laughs> And that's the oh first God. dude I went up to. I'm like, yeah. and I was just like shaking him, and uh, it was just crazy, man. Um, you know, he's getting his confidence up. He's he's definitely um, playing for the team right now. Or, you know, we've had a few injuries, and uh, he's he's definitely stepping it up. Um, so shout out to Ronnie for for getting his first goal. Not only shout out to Ronnie for getting his first goal, also shout out to Rigoni for the assist on that, for getting the assist on Redes' goal. But also, we now know that Primo is not Verdissimo. We can scratch him off the list. I don't know who Verdissimo is, but we know Primo is not Verdissimo. Take him off the list. It's not me. I can tell you that. It's not me. I can tell you Verdissimo is not me. Uh, but yeah, now we know. Thank you, Primo, for clarifying that. And if anybody out there had a concern, it's not my G Primo. Uh, Zach, I want to get your thoughts on Redes' goal. 
um, we have to really give it a little bit of emphasis because this is a like a milestone for this player. Uh, I think it was noted by the striker it was close to a, to 800 days since it's since his debut for Austin FC. But uh, what was your thoughts on his goal, mate? I mean, it was it was great. It was cathartic, right? For those of us who have watched this kid as our first ever signing and go through the turmoil of the last two years. And like the criticism up until about the last month or so has been a hundred percent warranted, but on the North end podcast, when Diego went down, he was laughing at me, telling me we can't have Rodney Redis start. I don't like it. And, and look what happened. E. Uh, we, we finally got something out of Rodney Redis. And to me, that is a win no matter what, whether it comes in Open Cup or Leagues Cup or in the league. Like, we have a goal from Rodney that counted. And coming on the heels of his assist from a couple weeks ago, goal contributions in two of the last three games, like, Rodney Redis on a little hot streak here. And, like, at the very, like, at the very baseline of it, we know that we can count on Rodney now. Once we get healthy, we have him as an actual option that – we don't hate when he comes onto the field anymore. It's just, I mean, it, it's a massive development for a club that was looking for answers. And I mean, we were, when Diego went down and now of course, when Drew went down, like the fact that he is continuing to produce is huge. And I will also, as a former college coach, I have to shout out the coaching staff. That was absolutely a set play off the corner there and it worked to perfection. So credit to Rigoni for the pass, Rodney for the flick and the goal, but the coaching staff for for working on set pieces and um i forget where i heard this the other day might have been moon tower and landon was talking about it that we're one of the top teams it actually might have been our buddy kevin morris we are if not the top team a top five team in xg offset pieces this year and that's something that it seems like we're seeing that come to fruition now and hopefully it continues that definitely sounds like a kevin morris either tweet or <laughs> statement xg merchant yeah. right there XG Merchant, Kevin Moore, shout out my G. Uh, I do want to move on to the next goal. And also shout out to the uh, 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 set piece team, just like you mentioned. That was a great play, bro. Great play. I've seen Sergio Ramos score so many headers like that off of like screens. And I know Brian's going to be like, why are you always mentioning Ramos? It's <laughs> I was about to say. R- Ramos is always scoring these, these, well, he used to. He used to just get set up off of these like screens and just score these beautiful headers. 2016, 2017 was an amazing year. Ah, oh, taking me back, mate. Taking me back. Uh, but yes, let's get into the next goal. Eric, I want to get your thoughts on the second goal that was scored, Maxi's goal. Now, I had to go back and count. It was a 14-pass sequence. I saw the Ribbonator tweet this, and I had to fact-check. I was like, it was, was it really 14 passes? And it was. 14-pass sequence leads to Maxi Urruti's goal. Uh, if, if you kind of just go back off of the highlights, Lima was the one that gives the long ball, semi-long ball, it would just cross fields. But what I really want to put emphasis on is the first touch by Rigoni, which is with his chest, because he completely eliminates the player that's trying to mark him with one touch of his chest. And that was absolutely fantastic. To me, that was what created the entire goal, because as soon as he chested into where he wants to go the ball just leads it and there's so much space and he takes that space you know they they completely opened up for him and he took that space you know what i'm saying and whenever he got in that he opened it up lunkovis much credit to him doesn't even think about it one touch pass maxi also one touch finish boom eric what was your thoughts on that goal mate it was 
Beautiful football. Austin FC has rarely shown that this season, but it's nice to finally see it, even though, yes, it is against a USL side. But you build from this, no? Go ahead, Eric. Of course you do. It's like, it's like, sorry, sorry, B, but it's like a Real Madrid, Real Madrid-esque type of goal with it. B hates Real Madrid. B hates Real Madrid. Relax. Go it, ahead. It's, uh, you know, the tiki-taka, you know. The, we, That's Barca. That's Barca. No, 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 but Madrid does it too. But we do it progressively. They do it just okay. to waste time. Okay. But okay. Back to Austin. Sidetrack. Um, I've seen them. See, when I saw that goal, I was like, "Ooh, okay." I mean, yeah, you got to give respect to 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 the opposing team. But if you guys do that against in the league, oh my gosh, the confidence of Ruti. Give that man 15 goals. Give that man those chances. Give Rigoni that space. He's getting his confidence back. That's what that man needs. He's getting his confidence back, and I like that. And I guess we can we can finally I mean technically right now we can set the agreement agreement that B was right. You gotta give Rigoni a little bit of patience. You gotta give him a little okay, bit of time. Okay, Let okay. the man cook. Let the man cook. And now look at him. This man, ah man, I wanna give the man a hug and a kiss, honestly. Relax, relax. Save that for one of the next topics that we got on maybe because we got some more to talk about real quick on, on the highlights. After that goal, um, it really was nothing much after that. It was halftime right after that. Boom, they go into the locker room. Uh, we see Radovanovic come on. He was a immediate sub. He comes on, sees his first couple of minutes. He looked okay. I think he was all right. We're going to talk about him here in a bit. There was a quote by Josh Wolf. Um, but this the second half, it received uh, a, a lot of criticism as a whole in, in general by a lot of the Austin FC fans because a lot of fans in the stadium and also maybe they were watching it on whatever they were on CBS Golasso or on the BR YouTube app, they were saying that they wanted four or five goals. And I get it. You know, there was, you know, blood in the water, but there could have been a plan to see out this result. There could have been a plan to take care of the, of the two nil nuggets scored on. And uh, there was chances at the end. And this is why I do want to bring them up. Sofiana Jafal had a, a, a very dangerous diving header saved by the keeper. But moments before that minute 84 uh, Gallagher comes in and he, he sets up Finley and Finley kind of has his header cleared off of the line by the keeper, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, with his feet, kind of with his ankle, with his toe. So big ups to New Mexico's keeper, who uh, was highlighted by Brad in the fan, uh, uh, fan reactions. So uh, that really kept the game at 2-0. Fantastic performance by the New Mexico keeper, even though they did concede two goals. But I do want to move on to some player ratings real quick and the lineup talk. Uh, the substitutions, though, we had Julio Cascante come in for Leo Weissenen. Uh, Alexander Radovanovic, as noted, came in for Alex Ring. Sofiane Jafal came in for Dani Pereira, who had a game. We got some stats on him in the pod here. Ethan Finley mentioned he had a chance earlier, came on for Emiliano Rigoni, who got a bit of a standing ovation. He shared the Winnowski TV post onto his story. Shout out to Emmy, where the fans in the section where I was at in 134, great seats, great seats. Shout out to Aggie for those seats. Uh, you saw fans kind of applaud Emmy, and he kind of looks up and he's maybe a bit shocked. He's like, yo, they're. They're they're clapping for me. And he he probably felt so happy. Uh, Eric, you actually told me this weeks ago. He's like, yo, these fans need to back these players. And this is what it looks like. This is what it looks like, man. Um, last but not least, we had John Gallagher. He came in for uh, Adam Lunkovis, and we said how he sets up a a beautiful cross for Ethan Finley, who had it cleared off the line. Um, for the lineup, I have here on, on SofaScore that it was a five four one. The back five has get, has left a lot to talk about. I'm going to get Zach's um, 
opinion on it here real quick. But that back five, what it looked like, it was Adam Lunkovic, Lel Weissen, and Hector Jimenez, Alex Ring, and Nick Lima. So what was your thoughts on that back five, Zach? And then after that, we'll get Primo's take on the midfield. Go ahead, Zach. I enjoyed the rotation we saw. You mentioned Julio and Rado getting in there for his debut at the half. Um, what I'm excited about, not just this formation that Josh has tweaked kind of as we've gone throughout the season, and maybe his hand's been a little bit forced by the injuries over the last couple games. I'm excited for the flexibility I think we have on this back line now because we know Ring has done a great job in relief at center back. Hopefully we get to push him up into the midfield sometime soon because now that Rado is here, like we've seen Kip Keller on the bench a couple games now, we can run out a lot of different combinations back here with Adam and Nick and Hector and Johnny G as the fullbacks. And now with the three true center backs here on the first team, like I'm, I'm really excited to see how we kind of mix and match back there. Um, now that we have some depth and we've been waiting for this since February um, again, it's it, the last few weeks, man are promising and, and the defense is a big reason why. Really made ever since Julio went down, what was it, minute seven, minute eight, I think, mm -hmm. against St. Louis. Ever since then, we've been down bad, bro. Ever since then, it's just been, you know, disappointment or injury after injury, you know, or cup exit. And that's why I think this game was so important to just get the win, you know, just get the win, shut them out, score goals, and obviously don't get scored on. That's how you win a damn game, right? But it was just important to get to the next round because as a, as a, as a coaching staff, how can you go to the ownership or look at the ownership with three cup exits? You know what I'm saying? Exit in the Open Cup uh, versus uh, San Antonio, the absolute embarrassment against Violet. And if you go out against New Mexico this time around, I mean, how can you still have a job? You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, and, mm -hmm. and, and we're also um, on the recent news that, uh, what was it, Chicago Fire let go of their coach, right? Yeah, and, Hendrickson's and gone. And they're not too far from Austin FC on the table, if you want to compare numbers like that. Obviously, different situations. I don't want to compare timelines, but Zach, maybe you have a thought on that super quick. Well, I mean, uh, they also, Struber got let go by the Red Bulls. And, and yeah. there's a little bit more to that with the Dante Van Zier shit and yes, you know, all 100%, 100%. that. Um, but yeah, Hendrickson, I mean, I think. You, you have to think that Josh is looking at those firings this week and just thanking his lucky stars that he's got that extension in his back pocket. Like, yeah, I, I I've said a lot this season. I don't think Josh Wolf is going to, the ownership is not even going to entertain firing him until the end of this season at earliest. But if they did not, if Austin did not advance last night to your point, like we would have seen Wolf out. I mean, I, I saw a tweet in response to one of y'all's tweets yesterday morning saying, oh, this is when the wolf out movement becomes mainstream and uh, not quite, but yeah, we would have been in trouble if we, if we didn't advance or Josh would have been taking the heat for sure. One more point on that before we get Primo's um, a take on the midfield that we saw last night, uh, even um, uh, Hercules Gomez from football Americas, he put Bali and Marcos on uh, his on his show to open it one time. And, you know, he kind of commented on Bali saying, Josh Wolf, this is what was it, strike two or strike three, something like that, or, or strike one. Hercules Gomez said that this was strike two. You know, this was, the, and the Violet 
exit. That's what he was talking about. So it's it's kind of maybe already gone mainstream just a little bit. Hercules Gomez talking about it strike wise. So we'll see how uh, how Wolf progresses this season. But really does, good point. Does Herc does Herc not give Josh any credit for the final four finish that we had last year or anything like that? Like uh, to me, like okay, That's a good question. San Antonio strike one, sure, but like. Does he not get to reset the count after a full season of success? I don't, I don't know. That's a that's a good question. I'm gonna, we should actually have him on top flight sometime and see what he thinks about Austin FC. We'll see. Uh, but primo, I want to get your take on the midfield that we saw last night, mate. Uh, it was Rigoni, Joan Valencia, who quietly had a great game. He he got a little bit of praise on Twitter. I want to send a shout out to Chris Wellhausen and Football Critic. They had some really good tweets on him, kind of highlighting his performances. Uh, some stats, real quick, on uh, Joan Valencia for you, primo. Uh, he had 91% pass accuracy, three out of three dribble attempts, six out of 11 duels won, uh, and six out of six long balls. I don't know if I mentioned that already, but uh, John Valencia with the 7.2, Danny Pereira with the 7.1 match rating, and Danny Pereira's stats, uh, 41 out of 41 passes completed, two out of two successful dribbles, two chances created, six ball recoveries, and five out of seven duels won. He even earned himself a tweet shout out by the Austin FC communications page. So big ups to my Danny Pereira and uh, and also uh, Ronnie Redes with the 7.6 match rating. We gave him his praise a little bit earlier, a goal. But Primo, what was your thoughts on the midfield last night? Um, just you know, just as as usual, man. The, these guys are putting in that work, especially then Pereira, who who has seen I think almost every single minute so far this season. Yes. Yes, uh, I know you got yes, out a little sir. early yesterday, but it's kind of understandable. You know, we have a big game against Dallas coming up. Um, but Danny is just, you know, making that midfield really work. And, um, dude, 100% accuracy, pass accuracy in, in the game, you know, it's really good. And so um, I was seeing the way he was able to receive the ball and make a quick turn and then, you know, move those guys up. And it's it's all in in the works of of Danny. So shout out to him for really keeping that midfield up tight. And um, uh, yeah, and same thing with Valencia. You know, he's been little by little getting uh, his minutes in. And every every time he's been in the field, I think he's been having a you know decent performance so far. Um, I know last season um, he didn't see too too many games, not not too many minutes. And uh, I think it's definitely an improvement um from last year for him and um kind of what zach said as as far as the death thing you know these guys you know johan valencia is able to step it up and and perform in games like this so having some good depth right there even though drusi is out is a is a good sign for us and uh sofiana getting minutes in i think we were all expecting him to come in also so i think it's it's looking positive in the midfield i don't think we've ever really had an issue um this season with our midfield and uh i think that's you know it's really important to have at least one good player in, in it's there. also also crazy to be saying this primo you know saying that we don't have many concerns right now that that, that we're good in the midfield with drusi and fagundes out i mean you would think that with those two names out that we would be dead in the mud i mean skc maybe la galaxy kind of in the mud but Shout out to Rigoni and Redes, amongst other players. Gallagher also, big ups to him. He's still top scorer in the MLS with, what, four goals? Uh, players stepping up, and that's what we were asking for weeks ago whenever 
um, whenever we weren't getting the results that we wanted, we were saying, well, Drusi can't do it all because secrets out. That's what I always say. Secrets out. Other teams know that if you shut down Drusi, that's it. It's over. Austin MC completely shuts down. So we needed other guys to boom, step up, score a goal out of no- out of nothing, out of nowhere, however you want to. It doesn't have to be pretty all the time. Just get the ball into the back of the net. Luckily, right um, last night we got some pretty goals. Like just like Zach said, uh, set piece beauty just from the training ground and also. Uh, Maxi's goal. I do want to talk a little bit about Maxi real quick. He finished with a 7.0 match rating. Uh, Eric, I want to get your thoughts on him, mate. Um, you're a big forward guy, big striker guy. What was your thoughts on Maxi's game last night before we go on to uh, uh, more topics? Played good. In my opinion, could have done a little bit better, but I mean, he got the job done. He scored his goal. Hopefully he gets his confidence back and goes back to scoring ways, but, but I think, I feel like he has more freedom. He has more uh, confidence he got a, a little bit of weight off his shoulders, if you know what I'm talking about, from somebody in the midfield. I don't know who could it be, but I don't know. I, I see these guys and I see these stats, and I, I feel like a, a big name is missing through, due to injury. And it, Get it, it out, mate. Get it out. Is it Drusi? Drusi is out. He's injured. What are you What are you trying to say? This is playing great. Uh, Drusi uh-huh. out. Brigoni playing fantastic. Yep. Drusi's out. And Uruti playing amazing with Jerusi out? You just you just said that Uruti could have been better. But he's playing. Now he did get a goal. He did get a goal. He did get a goal. Go so, ahead. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I think we found. And you were saying that, you know, they found out. Teams have found out how to lock out Jerusi, but they haven't locked down Austin FC as a club as a whole. Real quick. On that note, some fans outside Q2 Stadium were saying last night that we play better without Drusi. And I also saw on Twitter, Fucho had a, a tweet that actually caused Sebastian Drusi to come on Twitter and send a little bit of a message in a quiet way. And I want to get Zach on here because he was kind of at the at the at the front of of all this. But there was somebody apparently, Fucho came out with the tweet saying that somebody behind him at, at Q2 Stadium was saying how we play better without Seba, all this stuff. And then some of the people outside Q2 Stadium, just like I just mentioned, were saying that Seba has gotten lazy, that we play better without Seba. I mean, this, to me, preposterous. I mean, I can't believe that I'm even hearing this. I can't believe that it's even being entertained right now. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I'd highly doubt it because Seba is so important to us. But... Zach, I want to bring you in on, on, on this, mate. Sebastian Drusi got on Twitter, retweeted that tweet, and then it, he kind of just disappeared off of Twitter again. Um, you caught that moment, screenshotted it, and said, yo, I caught you uh, retweeting it. What was your thoughts whenever you saw that, mate? And also, what are your thoughts on people saying that we play better without Drusi? I mean, they're, they're wrong, but it's, it's fun to have a take every once in a while. Um, yeah, the... the Look, people testing the Ewing theory here with Drew C. Like, we saw some of that after the Portland match this weekend, too. And, like, I don't disagree that we've seen certain players step up and maybe, like, give the illusion that we're a better team because these players are now able to, or not able to, out of necessity, have to play a bigger role with one of the best players in the league out for three to four weeks. So, no, I don't think that we are a better team without Driussi. I do think it could be a positive in the long run this season because we're getting, again, like we went going back to Rodney and how he's shown out over the last couple weeks. 
it's unlocked Rigoni and he stepped up with even a like kind of a renewed confidence, right? Um, especially in that Portland match because, you know, we started scoring against San Jose, right? We broke the goal streak or the goalless streak. Sebo was playing that game though. So like, it's, it's just not a one-to-one comparison here. Um, in terms of the tweet or the retweet rather, I love it because to me that this man is hungry to get back on the field. Okay. He's not happy or, or satisfied at all with the product that he has put on the pitch this season or the team. And so again, we know Seba, right. Is, is more of that, quiet leader right he's not super outspoken um and some people question that and i think that's fair too but to me this is i see him now with that type of like little hint he's revving up to go and get back to 2022 Mm. dreams you're as close as he possibly can so i'm really excited for him having that attitude and kind of showing us like hey i see you idiots out here dropping takes like the team is better without me He's going to show us when he gets back. And This is um, his team, yeah. bro. This is his team. Yeah. He's the fucking man. <laughs> I agree, Sorry mate. First. You're good. No, hey, that, hey, you're good. You're good, mate. Um, I do want to put out this quote by uh, Josh Wolf on the Seba situation. This was put out by the striker. Shout out to my G Phil West. We also put this out on We Are Some TV because this quote kind of just stuck out to me. Uh, Wolf goes on to say, he says, we can win games without Seba. We can score goals without Seba. It's important that our guys see that and feel that and now truly believe that. And it's not just against New Mexico. It's the past weekend in Portland as well. So going forward, we're going to need that hunger. We're going to need that belief. And certainly the commitment and the contributions from the many that you've already mentioned. I'm sure he's talking about um, some of the other players. Now, uh, another note that I have here, um, going back to Primo, what he said on Danny Pereira on the minutes. Bro, the kid has played 900 the most. On top of Stuver, Stuver because he's goalie. So big ups to Danny Pereira playing 900 minutes in the MLS. But to finalize the Sebastian Sebastian Drusi thing, um, I don't think that we play uh, better without Drusi. I think this is his team. I'm happy that the boys are stepping up. You know what I'm saying? I'm happy that we're finally seeing other other guys be able to um, to step up, and that's just great. Now I, wa- I want to read some comments real quick. Sorry, it took so long to bring that up, but uh, from the Instagram post on We Are TV. Uh, some fans had to say, we had a uh, sip Tony. He says, it's good to know the guys can still handle business without our best player on the pitch, but we do need him. Uh, ATXFC Rose said, cool. Now loans artists to a USL team and get a proper striker under 300 years old. Uh, Steven Mackey photo said, I think Rigoni feels more freedom and is stepping up. I definitely noticed his influence last night and he left. Well, when he left the pitch. We also had uh, Texas Na- Texas Nando says, damn right, gaffer. And then uh, Saber each day, 68, said, Rigoni is growing. Danny and Stuver are solid. Add Seba and Diego plus Rado in the back with a return of Cascante, and we will see, excuse me, and we will see more wins. And last but not least, um, we had honorary ball sack say, now if he'd just take the handcuffs off the guys who can and want to run. I'm sure he's talking about Wolf. And then Zach Murillo, one more. He says, wow, coach says something useful for once. So, fans, hey, uh, I guess. Aruti, Aruti is older than Zardes, by the way. That's tough. That is tough. I actually Same. didn't know that. I thought it was the other way around. It's not by very much, but he is. Uh, r- real quick, boys, I want to talk about the 7-11 partnership. Now, I, we did talk about the goals, but I want to put an emphasis on this 
this uh, this dynamic duo that's going off right now for Austin FC. Uh, while Diego and Seba are out, they are stepping up. I'm talking about Redes and Rigoni. Uh, in the game last night, Redes, of course, he had his his goal off of the corner kick, beautiful header. Uh, other than that, he had one chance created, three duels won, 23 out of 27 pass accuracy, and 100% dribble rate. I mean, big ups to Mr. Ronnie Redes. And a stat on Rigoni from the Austin FC communications page on Twitter, uh, they they said that, uh, they, they put out, Rigoni has contributed for a goal in three matches matches one goal and two assists so that's absolutely fantastic that he's finally broken that steal just like josh wolf was talking about early on in the season now one question that i wanted to ask and i want to start off with with uh, primo right off the bat and then we'll get everybody else's thoughts primo uh, when everybody else is healthy do you keep rodney in the lineup or do you sub in diego when he comes back what do you do bro because rodney right now he's feeling it his football is, is flowing through his veins but when diego comes back are you taking rodney out primo Man, that's a tough, that's a tough question right there because if we go back to uh, how our lineup was at the beginning of the season, and I'm pretty sure you know that's what our star lineup would be if we had everyone healthy. Is you know we had Diego on the left and Rigoni was playing on the right. So if we were to be in, you know, decided to keep Redes on the lineup, we would have had to sit Rigoni out or keep sitting Faunas um, on on the bench. And I mean. To be honest, I kind of like how we're playing right now, man. I kind of like how we're playing with Rigoni and Redes both out there. And to be honest, before Diego Fagundes got injured, you know, there wasn't much being produced by him. So I don't think it's it would be too much of a gamble sitting Fagundes out for Redes, especially because he's in, you know, doing good right now. Um, I will take I will take Redes in for Fagundes, man, even if he got healthy. I, I would I would want to see Drusi, Redes, and Brigoni on the field together and see what they can do. Um, okay. And then maybe have, like, Uruti up front. But that's that's how I, I would see it. Because, honestly, you, you, can't, you can't put Pago, Rigoni, and Redes on at the same time. One of them has to sit. So I, I would take Redes right now, bro. Zach, same question goes to you, man. And then we'll go to my J. Eric. Uh, are you going to keep running Redes in whenever the time does come that Diego comes back and the time is right around the corner? I think it was reported by Phil West. He he tweeted out uh, recently saying how Joshua said that Diego could be ready to go as soon as this weekend. bro. I think it was against Dallas, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it could be a little bit after that, but I think Phil West said that he, Diego, Diego could be ready for Dallas. But I want to get your thoughts on that main question. You know, whenever Diego comes back, Zach, I mean, are you keeping Redes? You putting Diego back in? You know, Diego did get that brand new contract and Wolf loves to bring it up. So what's your thoughts, mate? I think Primo's spot on that, like, it's tough now because Rodney has played so well recently and has earned those minutes at this point and that spot. But if Diego's ready for 60 plus minutes here, I would start him. I, I think we'll see him be eased in, you know, coming off the groin injury like we saw it with Julio too, right? Not playing a full 90. Um, so I think ultimately I'm fine with either guy in the 11. Um, I think over time, Diego's going to win his spot back. He's the better player and that'll play out over a larger sample size. But to me, there's just, it's another positive. Boys, we're arguing about lineup decisions. We couldn't do that a month ago. The 11 Max. was set. The only discussion was, are we going to play Maxi or Zardes? Because both of them suck right now. 
and we were down in the dumps and now we actually have discussions around that and that's a great thing for this team as we continue to get more healthy so man if Diego is fully cleared I would it's not fair to Rodney but sports ain't fair man especially when you get to the professional level and uh, I, I would roll Diego in the 11 if he's completely good to go but I have no issue if he comes off the bench and we get more Rodney because he de- he deserves the start. Again, it's just it's not always fair. I love that, bro. Sports ain't fair. And at, at the end of the day, a lot of people forget that this is a results business and you got to score goals. You know what I'm saying? So really, really good point on that, man. Sports ain't fair. Uh, let's see. I have a quote here from Josh Wolf before I get it. Uh, Eric's take. Uh, Josh Wolf on Rotten Redes, he goes on to say, he says, as much grief as he's probably gotten, he hasn't probably gotten a fair shake of getting the starts. But last year, we performed extremely well. It was challenging to get him in the lineup. So his minutes this year, I think he's helping and contributing. We praise him quite often and what he does at the training field. Now, it's how can you bring that into the game? And you see it again tonight what he's capable of doing. And that was Wolf on Rodney Redes. I do want to say this, though, to everybody that's listening to Top Flight and, you know, and, and tunes into any We're Austin TV content that we drop. Rodney Redes is really no angel also. We do have to go back to the time when it was a important playoff game and my G was at Zucker Park. You know what I'm saying? This guy has not been, you know, it's not a Cinderella story. This guy is not, you know, he hasn't been necessarily, quote unquote, treated unfairly as to maybe Wolf is trying to say. Ronnie Redes has been sluggish in, in the past. There's been, you know, there's been times where we see that he's really not into it, maybe more into the lifestyle of that soccer player. But this season, credit to him, credit to him. Looks like he's turning a corner, maybe maturing a bit more. Wolf said that he is a young player. It's not easy to leave a, leave the country where you're from, go somewhere where they don't even know the language. So maybe he's in a, in a phase in his life where he's maturing as a man, you know, and that's affecting his uh, football. As we see, he just looks more focused. He looks more, more, more focused. He looks like he's at Q2, feet on the ground. And I just want to give him credit for that, 100%. Uh, some more quotes. This one is from Rodney Redes. He says, uh, on the stadium chanting his name, and I want to spend just a couple minutes on this. Um, Redes says, uh, of course I heard it, and it made me happy. Thanks to the fans for all the support, and I hope the wins keep on going. That was Redes on the stadium chanting, Rodney, Rodney. Right. And that that video from the We're Awesome TV story, it actually made the rounds in Paraguay. It was picked up by a lot of people in Paraguay and shared on their story. So I'm happy that fans down there are happy um, that Redes got his goal. And also just one more quote. This is uh, Redes on Sebastián Drusi kind of dropping a little bit of uh, uh, Stradamus take right there. <laughs> Seba, this is what the quote is. It says, uh, quote, Seba told me in one of these games, my goal would fall. And boom, against USL side New Mexico United, Ronnie Redes' goal fell. Uh, but Eric, I want to get your take. I mean, obviously, Ronnie Redes is basking in this, the celebrations right now. But there was a fan outside Q2 Stadium that said that he, had, he didn't have no part, no take in those chants of Ronnie, Ronnie, Ronnie. Do you think that's right, mate? Or you think that everybody should be taking part of these stadium chants hey, praising who it was. this player? Say who it was. It was, was my GRB22. <laughs> Go ahead, Eric. Uh, I'm going to... Uh, wow, that is a tough one. 
I'm the one who say you're gonna back him. So you, you guys, you guys are proper for you know chanting his name and getting his confidence up. You know, like how you were saying that uh, Emmy was looking at the stands and like, wow, they're chanting for me. Well, also for Ronnie Redes. He's well since his debut, he's finally scoring his goals. And let me let me put it in bit simpler terms for you, since I see that you're at Old Trafford right now. Would you chant for a player? Would would Old Trafford chant for a player that after 800 days after making his debut? finally scored for Man United after three years. Would Old Trafford chant that player's name? Yes. Really? Yes. Really? Okay. Would. All right. If I you would say to, so. If you say so, I'm going to take your word for it. To get, to get his confidence back, to get his confidence good and see the performance that Rodney's been doing. Good answer. Good answer. If we, if we had a player like that, if we had a player like that, we would. Because I would right. build his confidence that would build him up more and more and more. And that's good for him. I mean, he does need to put his feet on the ground like, yo, relax. It was go like, let's get for more. Let's get hungry for more, you know. But I think it's good. I think it's good to attend for him, you know. Because if you're just like, oh, well, he's getting subbed off. Good job, mate. And then he's going to be like, well, okay, I guess so. You know, but if you're chanting, look at all the, look at this. His whole country's like, wow. You know, they're supporting our, one of our, one of our men, you know. So I think it's a really good gesture from the fans to, you know, be supporting one of the players like that. Like I've always said, ride the wave, support them in the good and the bad and the ugly. So Okay, all right. Eric with a bit of a positivity spin on that. Good job. Good job on that. Uh I wanna get Zach's thoughts before we get Primos on my GRB's take on the fatter reaction, saying that he took no part in the Ron Redes chance and some fans are also saying, you know what, he's right, I'm backing him. Ron Redes shouldn't be getting this much praise. Uh RB also said, when are we going to get Danny chance? When are we going to get Finley chance? So maybe he has a point. Maybe Ronnie Redes has not done enough to de to deserve these chance. But I'm just playing devil's advocate here. What are your thoughts, Zach? Well, look, you, you, RB, you know I love you, my boy. But, like, can we be happy for one night? Come on, man. Like, look, and it's a little bit different from a player on another team, like a Man United that has – decades and decades and decades of history behind it this is our first ever signing and he's a young guy like you mentioned it was his first time away from his home country and so like we've been giving this guy shit whether it's to to his face in the public square on twitter or on fan reactions or in slack channels where he doesn't have access to or the kid he? is a meme or no, does maybe he have he a burner does. you never know you never know but look, the kid has been a meme to this point. And, you know, I think I'm not saying it was like a sarcastic chant, but it was just kind of the culmination, like a release, not just for him and his teammates. Like you see Maxi come over, give him the extra hug, little kiss on the top of the head. Like yep. his teammates knew what it meant for him. And we all did in the stands. And that's why to me, like for me, I was enthusiastically chanting Rodney because it's different from Finley and from Danny. Like we've had, Dan, Danny's one of our best players. Finley had his moments last year, but it's just for those of us who have been here since the beginning, right? That was our first ever signing. It's been such a long road and for it to finally happen last night on top of getting the win, which we haven't had a ton of at Q2 this year. Like it was just like a little celebration. I thought it was fine. Spot on. I think, I think spot on mate. Um, the I I do want to say this, the result against Dallas, and we're gonna talk about that just real quick. I'm kind of moving along forward, but the result against Dallas is gonna 
is going to change a lot. So we do have to wait on yeah. that just just a bit. But you're right. We do have to celebrate Rodney. I mean, you know, we 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 got to be happy for the for the players whenever they get these um, these kind of goals important for them. And on Eric's point, you know, you got to you got to you got to back the players to try to build off of their confidence. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Rigoni shared onto his story um, the video of the fans clapping for him. So you you see that that some of these 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 things, these small moments, even though you don't think much of them, they affect the players' morale, mentality a lot, a lot. And um, I guess uh, Primo, I want to get your take on the whole situation, mate. It's given a lot to to talk about right now. Fan reactions are like at 300 views right now. Uh, fans are dropping their takes in in the comments. Aries. Aries Silva, shout out my Jerry Silva. He says, damn, RB still hated. So, Primo, uh, your thoughts on the situation right now? My GRB22, not happy with the, the stadium chance. What are your thoughts? I mean, um, it's a goal, man. I mean, I, you can't really, I, I don't really try to hate on, on, on goals. You know, that's something always that's that's always positive so and especially especially coming from ronnie redis like sex said this guy has been has been a meme throughout his a meme. career here in a meme. A meme. and um i'm i'm personally never gonna forget when you asked me when we did our very first interviews dude at silky park and you asked me who my favorite player was and it was ronnie redis because he was going off at preseason shout out hey Shout out, primo. Shout out, Reyes. He I'm had sorry. A, he had sorry. A, he had a good preseason that year, and so he was on four I mean, goals and, in that preseason, tied with uh, Danny Husson. I'll never forget. And so, I mean, it's it helped the team win. I think Ronnie's goal motivated the team. I think they wanted to do continue that 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 fire. They wanted, you know, it was Ronnie's goal. Everyone saw how much it meant to him. And I think this team wanted to back that up with with a good performance. And so I think overall that's what helped the team win. We didn't get this far last year, man. And last year we had we had our big guns last year. So with Ronnie Redis coming out and and like I say, he's stepping up. He's doing what he's supposed to do. So I I can't see why anyone would uh, would want to hate on that. I mean I I think it's just you know. Yes, it took him a long time, but you have to start at one point. You know if you want to see someone get better and someone uh, contribute in a positive way, it has to start somewhere. And I think this is a good start for Ronnie Redes. You know, our first Open up, open US, uh, US Open Cup win. Um, yes, it was against New Mexico, but um, like I mentioned, we didn't get far this year, uh, last year than, than this year. So um, it's definitely positive, man. Definitely to, positive. To the, to the takes out there, you know, that are kind of, leading off with oh it's just new mexico i'm gonna say you can only beat the opponent that you have in front of you you know what i'm saying so they came to q2 we had to get the job done and that's what we did so i just want to point that out uh let's see primo uh on the Redes situation i do want to make a point for rb i want to give maybe a little bit of backup a little bit of support maybe fans listening and maybe i'm gonna actually give a shout to jeremiah the announcer I would really love if we could get like a Seven Nations Army kind of chant going for uh, Dani Pereira, like, oh, Dani Pereira. Or we could do Emiliano Rigoni. 
You know, something like that. Something simple. It'd be it'd be super cool, super nice. RB saying that when are we gonna get other players' chance? Boom, idea right there. All right, just like uh, the office. Boom, roasted. Let's go. <laughs> one of the other final, t- one of the close to the final topics that we want to talk about here on the Austin FC segment of the Top Flight Pod. We have a couple minutes left. Is uh, Sofiane Jafal gets called out by Josh Wolf? I mean, this was out of nowhere, and I want to spend just a couple minutes on it. The quote. From Wolf on it, it, it it's uh, Wolf goes on to say, I think he's a little sloppy on the ball, but he's coming off with he's coming off with an injury. He gives us quality and calm as a six. He could also play if we wanted to use our front three and a different way where they can play in pockets. But good to get him in. Mixed message right there. It's kind of like Eric earlier. He gave me a compliment and then took it right back. So maybe Eric Wolf. Maybe that's the new name that I, that we're gonna go forward with this, but. Um, Zach, we were talking about this today on Slack. A lot of the boys in LDR had some stuff to say on this situation. Some people were saying, why would he call him out? But you had a little bit of a different take on it. You said that you were okay with the coach coming after a young player like this. Um, what do you got to say to the fans that will tell you, hey, this is this is a coach that needs to be building up his young players? Um, defend your, your take, mate. Uh, the difference between me and the other guys, by the way, like all those boys in the LDR slack, right? It's elite, you know, H, but it is elite. It is very elite. (laughs) The difference today between me and everybody else arguing against Josh here was I actually watched the press conference and the clip. And -hmm. if you watch it, he's not really criticizing him at all. And if you, I rewatched the game as well. And then went back to Sophie's minutes and, He was a little sloppy on the ball last night. To me, it's Josh holding his young player accountable because he didn't play up to the standard that coach knows he can Mm. last night. Mm. He immediately, Mm. right after he says he was a little sloppy with the ball, he says, but he's coming off an injury. He gives us quality and calm as a six. And then he talks about how versatile he is positionally. Like there's like four positive things in this quote to just him saying, I thought he was a little sloppy with the ball tonight. Um, it was it was a big bag of nothing for me. If anything, it's it's positive. It's encouraging to to a young guy like Jeffel, who we're gonna need, by the way. So maybe maybe fans looking looking too much into it. Yeah, Possibly. for sure. Possibly. We, hey, that that doesn't sound like us, does it? That doesn't sound like Austin FC at all. No, 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 <laughs> not at all. Now, Eric, uh, I want to get your take on the situation with Sophie Jeffal. You're a guy that looks that likes to pay attention a lot to the youth. Uh, and their their come up, Garnacho being one of those players, Man United, of course. Um, but what what's your take on this? You know, maybe fans looking too much into it, trying to sell something that's not there. You know, Wolf maybe holding his player accountable to the standard that he knows he could play at, just like how uh, uh, Zach just said. Go ahead, Eric. I'm back with what Zach is saying. I mean, he had like four positives in what he said, and people are like, oh, he's talking about how he's sloppy. No, you don't have to make that a big deal. You gotta look back at the footage, look back at the tape, and and recall, yo, that's facts. Like it's good that my my manager, my coach, the gaffer is calling me out on things that I may need to fix, but he's also bigging me up in a way that you know, like he's giving me a boost, a bit of a confidence that yo, I can do better, you know. So let me fix that because I remember I don't know if it's right, but you guys were saying that he had a pretty decent good game in the Violet game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, he, actually, yeah. Yeah, so he had a good game against Violet, but, you know, it's football. It's life. You're a human being. You can't be perfect in everything. So, you know, sometimes you're going to have a good game or a bad game. And this one was, un- unfortunately, a bad game. 
So, you know, he just needs to pick himself up. And, you know, when he gets his minutes, try to prove uh, Wolf right. You know, like, yo, I can do better. I'm going to do better. Primo, last question on Sophie goes to you, mate. Just real quick sum it up before we go on to the, the uh, Chicago Fire. Uh, if Sophie scores that goal, are we even are we even hearing Wolf say this? Is Wolf even talking about his poor performance or sloppy performance, or is it kind of more praise for Sophie? Go ahead, Primo. If it goes in, I mean, definitely a little bit more praise. Definitely, 100%. I think that probably would have overshadowed everything else. But, um, but I mean, yeah, like you know, coach has coach has to do what he has to do. Um, you can take it as criticism, and you know, just build off of it. Um, if you get called out, all right, and you just take it to the chin and and move on with it and try to improve next game. Uh, maybe Wolf did, really, you know, he said it for a reason. Um, you get sent out there to close out the game, and you know, if you're not up to pace with everyone else, uh, even if it's you know a few mistakes here and there, um, you know, it's gonna get called out. Coach Wolf has has done it before, and uh, I think he's done it to players that we. Maybe didn't think deserved the criticism at that time. You know he's gonna yep. call you out. So. But anyway, um, but yeah. you say you say real quick. You say that Wolf probably said it for a for a reason. But Wolf says a lot of stuff, bro. He says a lot of stuff out of nowhere. And, and just like you said, he calls out players that maybe didn't deserve it. But go ahead, mate. But yeah, I mean, uh, I don't think there's too much to look into it. Just take it to the chin and move on. I like that. I like that. I think Zach kind of hit it spot on early into this topic. You know, he kind of broke it, broke it, um, broke it wide, broke it loose. Let the dogs out, I guess you could say. So really good point on that, my G. Now, uh, I do want to go into the next topic. One of the last topics on the Austin FC segment of the Top Flight Pod is episode 97, I believe. Almost getting to 100. But it is the Chicago Fire preview. Um, we did draw them up next. That's who we're going to play. We get – we okay, so – the draw situation, we got drawn out first. We do got to point that out. That's correct. So we are a host along with Houston Dynamo. They are also a host. They got drawn second. And our opponent, Chicago Fire, a team that right now is struggling. They're not trending upwards. We're trending upwards right now. They might they might be trending downwards, I guess you could say. But, uh, Zach, I want to get your thoughts, maybe a little bit of a prediction, this Chicago Fire U.S. Open game that's coming up. What's your thoughts, bro? I think we're doing about as good as we can in the luck department with these draws, like drawing the only USL team that was in our pod in the last round and then drawing the fire out of the pod for this round. And like you mentioned, we get picked first. So not only do we host this match, but if we advance, we host the elite eight match as well in the first or first, second week of June, Boom. whenever that next round is. Love it. Um, and that's that's huge for us to be able to have these games at home. And you would think that the attendance, even for a midweek match, will continue to grow as we progress through the tournament because these games are just going to mean that much more. Um, in terms of Chicago, like they certainly have guys on their team that can be dangerous. Like you've got Kai Kamara, who's immortal. It seems like keeps scoring goals even at his advanced age. Shakiri is back, and uh, I know he's not what he once heard. was, but. I haven't heard the best of things of uh, Shakiri. I think Eli Lesser came out with a video not too long ago on his Instagram saying, should Shakiri leave? So I don't think they're too yeah. high on, on him right now. Yeah, he was hurt for a while this year, just got back. But Gutierrez, and that's another thing, is they didn't release their U20 guys for the World Cup, I think. Yes, um, big news on that. Interesting decision. But mm -hmm. like that's some more talent that they're going to have. 
in that matchup. So like, I don't think it's a, it's a walkover by any means, but like you mentioned earlier, I think they're right above us in the table. Like they are also struggling. And at the end of the day, I think up and down our roster, especially if Seba is back by then, like fingers crossed that he's coming back in a couple weeks. Um, we should beat this team, but it's, it's open cup and, and things get crazy. Um, so yeah, I, I think we're going to advance past that. And then you, you host the winner of Houston and Minnesota and we really have to see Houston in that match. Like I'll, I'll, I want the smoke, but like four times in a year, I don't know. And if Reynoso's not back for Minnesota, I, I think I'd rather play them. Yeah. And I think he is going to be joining them if, if, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Reynoso just showed up. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be interesting. He is so good for them and he himself, he's a quality player. Uh, so it's going to be very interesting. I think somebody was going to pick him for the uh, draft that we did. And I was RB like, did, yeah. <laughs> and I had, I had read something earlier that week saying that he was possibly injured, but little did we know it was about him allegedly, or I don't know if it, if it even is allegedly anymore but him getting into some kind of like altercation with a minor in argentina with a gun something about a pistol whip i don't know it gets it gets weird but uh just yeah athletes whenever you go on vacation be smart don't be dumb make smart choices and come back to your job because you don't want to ruin your life or ruin your career in in a night of drinks or some reaction or some altercation that you're going to regret for the rest of your life. But um, let's see, to get back on topic, I'm sorry to go down that that super deep uh, rabbit hole on the uh, Chicago Fire. Primo, I want to get your thoughts and maybe a bit of a prediction for that game that is coming up, Chicago Fire at home. Also, real quick, Zach, you did point out that since we were drawn first, we get the next home game if we advance. I want to credit our playoff run last season to the fact that we were at home. So I think that will be crucial for our Open Cup run. I know Bali really wants to win this tournament. He's been putting a lot of emphasis on it. Um, so being at home would be fantastic for us. So Primo, your thoughts, your predictions, mate. Um, go ahead. Um, I mean, it's going to be an interesting match for sure. You know, we never really played Chicago like that before. I think this would be our first official meeting. I think we probably played them in preseason once or twice, but um i mean it's great that we're at home well we got to take what what what's given to us um i would have hated to travel all the way to chicago and play a game there but um i think we're gonna come out with the win i think we're definitely gonna put out a stronger lineup um maybe nothing too crazy but um for sure uh some of some of the more familiar faces and um, I don't know. I'll probably I'll probably say good two zero, another two zero. Mm. All right, all and, right. It's, uh, it's gonna be interesting. You know, I I think our our defense would is gonna be a little bit more solid by then. Um, so I'm predicting a clean sheet, two goals. Who knows? Maybe a Rigoni brace, brace a another another Ronnie Reddit's goal, something. But I'm, I think I think our next. I think our our big challenge isn't going to be until the next game, uh, either against Houston or Minnesota. I think that's where it's really going to come down. So we got another good game coming up in the Open Cup. Uh, we got to go far as far as we can with this one. It's 
I think it's definitely better. Uh, we got a better chance of winning this one than, than the MLS Cup right now. So, uh, chill. Put my, chill. Chips put my chips in for the Open Cup. Chill. Just like uh, Bali. Bali really wants to win this cup, mate. So, uh, just uh, I think, you know, I think we'll probably advance against Chicago Fire. This is a game. I said to a tweet that was uh, sent out earlier today. I think it was um, Tom from MLS Aces. He asked me, uh, he said, he was like, how do we feel about the game? I said that I think this is a game that we feel like we could win, not a game that we're going to win. Oh, we're going to hit them like a truck, like somebody that I know said about a certain team. Uh, but I think that this is this is a this is a, a, a game that we can win. We can feel confident about winning this game, our chances about winning this game. I think just like I said earlier, we're, we're trending upwards right now. And I think Chicago is a team that's unfortunately trending down. Well, fortunately for us, unfortunate for them. They're on the downward trend. Um, so, uh, score predictions: we heard two nil from clean sheets. I think that they get one on us, but we get more than more than two. I say three one for Austin FC against Chicago Fire in the Open Cup. Three one, convincing win, because uh, we're just gonna get stronger. We're just gonna get better and better and better, and we'll go from there. So, um, I want to go on to the European segment. I gotta talk about the Champions League real quick. I do want to give a shout out to Owen Wolf for his U20 call up. Big ups to him. Just like Zach said, a lot of teams didn't release those U20 players for the World Cup in Argentina, but Owen Wolf made it on that list. Some people were saying that he only was he's he's only on there because his dad is the coach. Those people probably don't even watch the games because um, Owen Wolf has been balling out. He had a banger goal against RSL. He had a really good preseason. We saw a great goal against Inter Miami. And also going off, you know, a lot of small little things that he's been doing right for Austin FC, small passes, um, defensive partnership with Danny. They've been a bit, they've been a headache for some of the teams. Uh, a, a, a lot to learn. I'm not trying to sell this guy as the next Kante or the next... Casemiro, but credit to Owen Wolf. Um, he's been a really good young player, and we're gonna miss him. We're gonna miss him. Sorry, Owen, that we couldn't give more time to your segment, but we do gotta go into the European part. We we'll we'll talk more about Owen um, on Sunday, and I know that my G's at the North End Pond are gonna talk about him as well. They got great coverage over there. Well, we'll we'll definitely hear more about him on that on that platform. So, boys, let's talk about the Champions League real quick. One of the last things that we talk about on the Top Fly Pod, and of course we got to start off with Real Madrid versus Manchester City. I mean, there's no other place to start. This was the game of maybe the tournament, game of the month. You know what I'm saying? It was sold as heavy hitter against heavy hitter. It was sold against a block. It was sold like a blockbuster movie. Um, it was Holland against Benzema. It was Vinicius against, was it Foden? It, it was Mares against... Um, Camavinga. It was so many different storylines. Pep versus Ancelotti. Ederson versus Courtois. Oh, KDB versus Courtois. I'm sorry. KDB versus Courtois. We know what's all going on with, with, with those two boys. But I do want to say this. I think 1-1 is very, very good. I mean, it's very, very even for both sides. But Man City just disappointed me. I mean, we were coming into this game. I was being told that Man City was going to slap us up. I was told that Holland was going to drop a hat trick. I was told to get ready. Wayne Rooney even came out and said that not only is City going to beat Real Madrid, he said that they were going to what? That they were going to that they were going to mop the floor with them or or something crazy like that. Something disrespectful. Um, but I saw a City team come into the Bernabeu and only drop a goal. Rudiger shut down Holland. Absolutely fantastic. Big ups to Maiji Rudiger. And one last thought before I go to Eric. 
Man City, the 2022-2023 team, Man City, I heard that they were the best assembled team in EPL history, and they only were able to muster a point at the Bernabeu? Is this what the EPL fell to? The best team ever assembled in EPL history that breaks records, has this guy named Holland, could only muster a point at the Bernabeu. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm reaching. I don't know. But I expected much more from this city. Eric, your thoughts on this game? 1-1 at the Bernabeu. It has to be decided at the the end. Go ahead, bro. It was a good game. I enjoyed it. I watched the second half of it. And and I ain't going to lie, man. They did dominate, control the ball, man. They they just didn't have that last bit, which is the, the, the shots on goal. But, man, I don't know. I was I was scared. I don't know why. I mean, you have all this confidence, you know. Why scared? Okay, look, hold on. You say why you have all this confidence. I'm I'm asking why is everybody so scared of City? The past two, three years, City wins games before they even step onto the pitch. A lot of teams let themselves be beaten by City mentally. You know what I'm saying? Real Madrid, we don't fold to these teams. You want to come play? Okay, we'll play you. But we're not going to fold to you before we even kick a ball. And I feel like a lot of teams in the EPL, as soon as they hear that they have to play City, they lost the game before even getting on the field, bro. Go ahead. I mean, if I don't know if the stat was correct, but Vinny did not beat Kyle Walker. Vinny did not beat Kyle Walker once. That's our one of our main guys, you know, the guy who, who literally... Set up Rodrigo for the Copa del Rey that we've been want, wanting for years. Vinny was shut down. That overhead flick, shut down. And you know how they hug each other and embrace each other? They can do the defense. They're just missing that one department in the, sh- in, the in the attacking, which was Holland. Holland got, got shut down by by uh, uh, Tony Rudiger. But if, he, if, we're, if we're going to Manchester City, think about it. Last year, they went to Madrid for the second leg. Now we're going to City. I mean, yeah, the empty hat, I get it. Ha ha, empty hat, you know. But still, yeah. that's their home. And it can be, it can be it, it, you have to have a little bit of worry in your heart. I don't know. That's just me as a leader. No, you know why? And I want to get uh, Primo's thoughts on this before I go to my G Zach. Um, you say you have to have a little bit of worry. No, because it's 1 1. Nobody has advantage. And even City going onto their stadium, that's not advantage. They do not scare me. That stadium atmosphere, Q2's atmosphere is a bit more scary. I'm not even going to lie. Um, but you you tell me you should have some scare. You should be worried. It's a final. It's a final, bro. Go to City Stadium. It's a final. It's one game. It's one game. The away goals rule doesn't count anymore, right? So it's just 1-1, one, one, nil, nil to me, bro. You go out to that stadium, win the game. And you go on to the final to win the 15 Champions League, which probably is going to be against Inter. Most likely, they won 2-0. So the trophy is there for the taking. All you got to do is go to City Stadium and beat them. It's a final. It's not an uphill battle. It's just a final. And Real Madrid performs well in final. City is not a finals team. And Pep sometimes overthinks himself. We'll see what happens. Primo, real quick, your thoughts on the game. Real Madrid versus City won one the first leg. After that, we'll go to my Zach. I mean... 1-1, I think, is a good result for football in general. It's not a good result if you're a Real Madrid fan because I wanted to go into the Etihad with some kind of advantage or some kind of leverage. Um, but, I mean, we're up there with City. I mean, it's, it's you know, we're as good as a team. I'm, I don't think um, Madrid is going to fold that easily. 
Um, you know, we've handled Premier League teams in the past really well. And, um, you know, when was the last time Holland got, you know, canceled out like that, man? You know, it, it, it took a lot, but I think Real Madrid has a good game plan against Man City. Um, yes, it's going to be an away game for for us. Um, so I'm not too sure how, how well... Uh, the atmosphere affects the the games at at, at Man City games. I know you know with Liverpool you have the Anfield uh, atmosphere and and that's you know something real special. I don't know if it's as special in, in Man City. Spoiler alert, it's not. <laughs> so so I, I you know who knows if there's any kind of advantage there. Yes, it's it's an away game, but you know we we've beaten teams away before and in, in big moments like this. So. Um, a good example was when we beat Bayern Munich in the semifinal, yep. Yep. Um, you know, a few years back. And that was a big game. I think that's kind of the same feeling right now. We went into that game uh, a little worried about Bayern, and, but we we took care of business. So I don't think this is anything new. Um, it's going to be definitely a good game. I agree. Um, so shout out for, for, um, for Man City um, for keeping things interesting. I said this a couple of weeks ago, Primo. I don't know if you remember, but I said that I was that I was more scared of the Bayern Munichs back in the day when they had Ribery, when they had Prime Lewandowski, when they had Prime Robin. I mean, they had Prime Boateng back there. Uh, those were the days, bro. I was scared of that Bayern team, bro. It was scary times, bro. This City team, I give them respect, but I'm not scared of them like a lot of like B. Oh my God, Brian is so scared of Man City, Bali. So scared of Man City. I'm like, guys, it's just 11 players. I mean, it's just preposterous, bro, how some people are just beaten by them before even kicking the ball. And that's not how I see it. You know, it's just not how I see it. Um, but, Zach, it is your top flight podcast debut, mate. I'm not sure who your European team is. I don't know if you support a European club. So you can make your allegiance public right now. First of all, <laughs> tell us who your team is. And then give us your thoughts on the first leg. Oh, I'm a Liverpool guy, so it's, uh, yeah, it's it's not going great right now. I know I'm letting Eric down. I see it. Um, so obviously, like I'm a neutral in this match. I was thoroughly entertained by this match um, as somebody that didn't have a dog in the fight. Um, you know, you guys know I I love hoops first. So like watching Rudiger do his best Patrick Beverly impression on Holland was awesome um and like with the with the one one score like i know you real fans are are worried and i think you you should be going on the road here but to have this as like not just as you put it h right like uh, basically a one game final here i feel like and i i don't think this is a hot take at all like this is the legit final because whoever comes out of the other side of the bracket does not have a great chance against whoever comes out of this game so I mean, this is must-see TV if you're a soccer fan at all. Whether or not you pay attention to the European leagues or not, like, you need to tune into this game. I agree, bro. I agree 100%. And uh, I actually saw a clip from the Give and Go pod on Instagram, one of my favorite pods. They have some really good clips. The one that I saw was if they were surprised by the storylines of this season in European football, they were saying how a lot of stuff was business as usual except the Napoli story, which is true. I mean, and the Argentina winning the World Cup one also. But, you know, Barcelona winning their league, Man City probably winning their league. Um, 
and so on and so forth. Uh, PSG winning winning their league. So the Real Madrid Man City one. You saying that this is probably the final they're going to go on to win it. I mean, these are some of the two biggest heavyweights right now, bro. The two biggest teams in European football right now squaring off. So I agree 100% with you when you say that this is 100% must-see TV, must-see football for any soccer fan. doesn't matter who you are, even Brian. He says that for some reason he hates Real Madrid. I didn't know he felt like that, bro. I mean, I thought he didn't like him, yeah. But to say that he feels bothered by Real Madrid and say that he has too many Real Madrid friends, I took offense to that, B. Straight up. <laughs> didn't know. Didn't know. So now I know that B supports the rival team in Mexico. He he supports America. I support Chivas. We knew that since sixth grade. <laughs> but now I know how how he really feels about Real Madrid and his Real Madrid friends. Now I know. Mm. Now I know. <laughs> now I know. Uh, so real quick, just some uh, other score lines. Obviously, Inter Milan, they beat their rivals, AC Milan, at the San Siro for the first leg. There's going to be a second leg there. Uh, I don't think AC Milan is going to be able to complete that comeback. Just real quick, Eric, you think they're going to complete that comeback, mate? Down 2-0? The last three encounters that they've had against Inter, I mean, AC Milan, AC Milan has lost. And, mm. and an interesting fact, the, the, the three games that uh, Rafael Leo has not played with AC Milan, they've lost. So they, Yeah, that guy, that guy's so important for them. All the time, the commentators, if Leo gets back, they have a chance. If they nick a goal right now, they can be 2-1. They could probably come back in the second leg. If, if Leo gets back, you know, from injury. I don't know, man. What's his situation, Rafael uh, Leo? I'm not, I forgot. I kind of forgot, but he did get injured, and they were going to test him to see if he was going to be able to play. I wanted them to juice him up like the Modric for our final in the Copa del Rey. But... You guys need to stop with that BS. Oh my. You guys need to stop with that BS, but go ahead. But go ahead. But yeah, they couldn't. They didn't want to risk him. So yeah, I mean, I hope he gets to play because I want a good, fair, uh, semifinal between these two guys. I don't want like, oh, if he would have played or if he missed out. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I agree. Hope back and they have that battle. I mean, it would be interesting. What if they do a remontada, like you know, Barca Juve? Okay. Now, before I ask Primo one of the last questions of the pod. Um, I do have to give big ups to Edin Zeko, who scored a goal, and I completely forgot this guy still was a professional soccer player. I mean, he's been around for so long, bro. I mean, I remember he was with City before City was, you know, City, what it is now. He was he was with them, you know, a while back, bro. Edin Zeko, I remember Balotelli days. I mean, so many different players that have gone through that through that system, and still Man United is in the mud after all those years. They just can't cope. Uh, no diss, no diss to my G. I don't know why I brought Man United up, but I just had to put that uh, zinger out there. So, um, you know, just big ups there. Now, Primo, I do want to ask you this, the last question of the, the Top Flight pod tonight. And the question is, what are you going to do? What is the first thing you're going to do to celebrate Real Madrid lifting their 15th Champions League trophy after defeating Inter Milan in the final of the Champions League? I'm going to just... I'm going to just sit back and smile. I don't know. I might take a shot or something if I'm at a bar. You're confident. Just take then. it in. You're confident. I'm confident. I think, I, bro, it's Champions League, man. Come on. We, you know we got a good chance with, with when it comes to Champions League competition. And 15, to to achieve that, 15 Champions League trophies, that is going to be crazy, man. Little 15. word. Slight word. 
it's, it's you know but it's, it's 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 getting to the point where it's like yeah like it's you know business as usual but i'm 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 confident and when we do win i'm gonna be i don't know maybe mr tramps or hop squad i know they don't they don't uh they don't got shots at hop squad so i'll probably be at mr tramps and uh we do like with, shots with nice, we do like shots. a nice uh lecture jellyfish and a little tequila shot <laughs> all right all right eric i i i saw you throw up some hand gestures real quick uh are primo and i getting too confident maybe a little bit too cocky real quick yes yes you guys are getting way too cocky calma calma game by game relax because if you if i hope madrid doesn't lose but if madrid loses you guys will be memed as a madrid fan like that oh my gosh well you say that we'll be memed i've been calling out holland saying that this guy it doesn't scare me everybody was saying oh he's gonna you you're gonna get meme where he at bro where so, he at bro sorry sorry zach i know you weren't one of these guys but i heard a lot of liverpool fans saying they're gonna be madrid last season and guess what happened <laughs> i was one right. of them. i was one of them <laughs> Zach, finish it up, mate. Close us out. Uh, do you think Real Madrid is going to end up getting to the final winning it, or do you think that it's going to end up being somebody else? Look, I'm on a top flight podcast, so yeah, Real Madrid's going to win the whole thing. Uh, lock it up. You can double stamp that. Um, you know, just don't look at my betting record for MLS this year. Um, and man, look, let me just say, I still get nightmares as a fan of the American team, seeing Denzel Dumfries out there for what he did to us in December. And so once those two goals were scored, I just had to turn that game off. I, I couldn't finish it. All right. We see with the Top Flight Podcast attendees today and my G, Zach from the North End guests, gave their predictions, their verdict, and we'll see what happens in the Champions League final. Appreciate everybody for being here and tuning in. We'll be back with more coverage on the fc dallas game that game is coming up this weekend so um right now when you're hearing this it'll be probably midday in the morning i don't know when you turn in but we'll get it going for y'all and we'll see y'all soon have a good night everybody